It's Wednesday, May 3rd, 2017, and welcome back to another edition to Thoughts and Meditations on Christianity. Today we look at the rise of postmodernism and the necessary response needed from believers. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into this world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? Pilate questions Jesus, circa A.D. 30. We live in a day and age where the search for truth and meaning has been utterly abandoned in the name of scholarship and skepticism. Decades earlier, this idea was known as existentialism, defined by Merriam-Webster as the, quote, analysis of individual existence in an unfathomable universe, and the plight of the individual who must assume ultimate responsibility for acts of free will without any certain knowledge of what is right or wrong or good or bad, end quote. In our present day, this line of thinking is nothing new under the sun now being called postmodernism. To quote John Piper, quote, there are only endless repackagings, end quote. Even more recently, we have the coining of the term post-truth, which Oxford Dictionary selected as the 2016 word of the year. Clearly, there has been a movement towards this line of liberal thinking, where those resting in a materialistic worldview find their solace. This mentality has crept into seemingly all areas of academia, most notably in the ways we understand history and the ways we interpret science. This line of thinking doesn't exist benevolently, but rather militarily. In the attempt to establish this worldview, all other worldviews are considered irrelevant, especially the worldview with Jesus as its foundation. This is where we have seen the rise of militant atheists such as Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens, among others. Militant atheism is nothing new, having adherents many decades earlier such as Joseph Stalin, but only in the 21st century has the ideology been met with so much support from the common person looking to rebel against religion and again, more specifically, against Christianity. You may know militant atheism as its more culturally relevant term, new atheism, but again, quote, there are only endless repackagings, end quote. Without objective truth, we are left with subjective truth, truth dictated by what you want to believe is true, whether it's backed up by facts or not. In the 21st century, subjective truth is the only truth out there, but that statement is absurd in its mere utterance. To quote a famous lyricist, quote, Man, it's just some folks say all truth is relative. It just depends on what you believe. You know, hey man, ain't no way to know for sure who God is or what's really true. But that means you believe your own statement, that there's no way to know what's really true. You're saying that that statement is true. You're killing yourself. If what's true for you is true for you, and what's true for me is true for me, what if my truth says yours is a lie? Is it still true? Come on, man. End quote. So the question is, what should the response from Christians be whose worldview is under attack 
in the name of scholarship and skepticism. Conservative Christianity is very much in the minority these days, and legitimate followers of Christ are even fewer. Is the rallying call for believers in response to those such as Bart Ehrman, Richard Dawkins, and others simply to stand firm on the foundation that, quote, you just have to have more faith? Or do credible responses exist to the alleged lack of reliability of the New Testament or to the entire existence of God? Christian, the answer is yes. We must abandon the cop-out answer of, quote, just believe and the reliance of blind faith and rather embrace a faith that is at its foundation a faith that is founded upon facts and objective truth. This was the faith that led to the explosion of Christianity in the early centuries. This was the same faith that turned the defeated disciples into the bold early church leaders who were willing to die for the facts they knew to be true. We must have good reason to believe the resurrection happened. We must know where the Bibles we hold in our hands actually came from, and how there is reason to believe they are factual and true. We must be cognizant of our own church history, and we must strive to be scholarly in the study of our faith, lest we find ourselves relying on our own subjective truths to support our claims. Contrary to much of what is said behind many pulpits, faith and reason are not mutually exclusive. While many may point to areas in the Bible that at first glance point to the necessity of a blind faith, see John 20, 29b, the context of the Word of God, not to mention the rest of that chapter, points to a faith that is a reasoned faith, a faith that doesn't blindly walk up the mountain to sacrifice a son, but a faith that rests on tested conviction. Contrary to what Richard Dawkins says, true faith is not quote, an evil that requires no justification and brooks no argument, end quote. Biblical, God-given faith can stand firm against all arguments and attacks. It has for 2,000 years. God purposely gave us minds that could reason. We have the ability to reason through almost anything. For us as Christians to abandon all intellect in the name of faith would be a misfortunate misstep. One author writes, quote, There is a brand of Christianity that embraces the life of the mind with full fervor. These believers haven't forsaken reason for the comfort of intellectual laziness. Rather, they realize that faith isn't belief in the absence of reasonable evidence. Instead, it's a trust in the presence of reasonable evidence. End quote. Of course, we cannot know everything about everything. I am not claiming that the Christian walk can occur without faith. That's complete grounds for heresy, but rather with the evidence that can be seen revealed by God, we can be confident and hopeful in the future that cannot be seen. That's biblical faith. Again, Abraham did not willingly offer up Isaac on blind faith, but rather followed through with it because of what he already knew to be true about God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Whatever worldview you prescribe to, faith must be involved. Again, Conway writes, quote, Christians don't have faith without evidence, and atheists don't have evidence without faith. This post is not intended to equip the believers to answer questions about the resurrection or the reliability of the New Testament, 
Perhaps that is a post for another day. Rather, I write this in hopes that followers of Christ would seek to supplement their God-given faith with evidence and reason. Rest assured, there are viable arguments out there that sufficiently answer the tough questions, if you're willing to uncover them. Blind faith and intellectual laziness may be more comfortable, but the Christian life, as shown by Scripture, is characterized by the exact opposite kind of mentality. Let us not walk in blind faith, but rather with an informed faith.